Eurogamer with David Hayward. Thanks very much for speaking to us. So how did the idea first come about for the Doom Piano? So Virgin Media wanted something spectacular for their last week in Shoreditch. And I suggested they host an arcade camp because I know a bunch of creators from all over Europe who are really good at designing and building strange arcade machines. Yeah. So they said yes, and we were throwing around ideas a few weeks before the actual jam. And Ricky Haggart from Honey Slug said, I really want to get an old stand-up piano. They're dirt cheap, you can probably get one for free. And I want to make it play Doom with the keyboard. <laughs> and we all went, that's really funny, but you're an idiot. Like, yeah. That's a terrible idea. We've been moaning for years about how difficult it is to, to hump normal-sized arcade machines around. Now you're suggesting you want a piano. we make one out of a piano. <laughs> Uh, uh, so we kind of dismissed it, and, and then the weeks wore on, and, and every week we were kind of going, you know, this is this is a really good idea. Yeah. We should probably do this, and then we did. Awesome. So how much work was actually involved? I mean, it looks quite intricate from here. There's a lot, a lot of cables in there. So in total, the the jam went on for I think about 40 hours. Um, though not all of that was work on the piano. We actually right. made four different machines uh, from. Ricky and I unloading the piano at London Hackspace to having our first prototype up and running with Doom was about 12 hours. Wow, that's uh, that's some speedy work. So yeah, that was mainly Sostosowski and George Buckingham working on wiring and code. Then Sos spent a further six hours recompiling Doom from source uh, and finding where to modify the movement code. So he went right into the source code, recompiled it, and yeah. kind of figured out a way to patch it in. Because the hammers are designed to hit the strings really momentarily, it yeah. meant you had to mash the keyboard a lot to right. move even a small amount. So he had to build kind of sustain into the code of doom rather than physically modifying the piano. Wow. So explain to us a little bit how it works. So basically, all of the strings are soldered to a common ground, right? And then each of the hammers has copper tape wrapped around it, and a wire soldered onto that tape going into an iPad board. Okay. Three iPads basically emulate three keyboards. So every time a hammer hits a string, it makes an electrical contact and simulates a key press through the iPad. Right, so it sort of completes the loop with every hammer press. Yeah. Those are then plugged into the computer by USB. So effectively, we have 85 keys, which wow. can all be programmed individually to act as different key presses. So obviously, that opens up kind of a whole other world of what a piano could do with Absolutely, this kind of programming, yes. couldn't it? I mean, it's not just Doom. I mean, this is kind of its early prototype. So. so I have some friends who want to start prototyping other games with it. Yeah. And we've also been talking about perhaps getting someone to compose music that would complete a level of Doom. That's quite cool. But also getting level designers to compose Doom levels that would work with existing pieces of classical music. Yeah, I mean, um, one thing I instantly thought of is something simple like Sonic or Mario would be yeah. great for this kind of thing as well, wouldn't it? I, I would love to put Richard Jakes together with this. <laughs> so, in your opinion, what's the next step? Uh, so, we're finding a home for it at the moment. We have a few prospects. We're not quite sure where it's going to go. Yeah. Um, over the past few weeks at VMGS and here at the stand, we've been making it a bit more robust and kind of switching some things around just to make it a bit more durable. And I have a strong inkling that the piano is probably going to go to the Game City Festival for a little while next month. Fantastic. So what lies in the future as in for project-wise? What other things were you thinking about doing after this? Um, I would like to have a yearly arcade jam. Yeah. Um, obviously, this wasn't a cheap thing to do, necessarily. <laughs> so I'd need to look into securing funding to do that. And I'm not sure where that would come from at the moment. Maybe Kickstarter or crowdfunding. But it was such a good weekend. We had uh, creators from 
Denmark, Poland, France, Scotland, uh, and London all together in the same room. Big event. Knocking around ideas and making weird arcade machines. Wow. So tell us a bit about where, you know, the history of you and the crew. So where did you guys come from to, before you worked on this? So I've been curating indie game shows for about six years now, including the indie games arcade here at Eurogamer. All right. And through that, I've got to know Wild Rumpus, who have full-time day jobs as game developers, but also run like club nights with multiplayer games. And um, in fact, Marie is the only one who isn't a full-time game developer, who works like me on kind of support projects for the games yeah. industry. And they have done various interesting projects, like George made the custom joysticks for Tanya One Year Teens. Is that the flower one? Yeah. Oh, no, this was uh, a completely different game. Uh, the two joysticks that have grids and color-changing buttons. Oh, OK. Uh, you should go check it out in the Indie Arcade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Keita Takahashi did, with his family, did all of the art and sound. And Ricky from Honey Slug, who's also part of Wild Rumpus, did the programming for it. That's amazing. And there's only one copy of it in the world, because no other pairs of those joysticks exist. <laughs> So I kind of knew them already. Um, through running other events of my own, I gradually met people like Yon from Glitchnap, Simon from One Life Remains, Sos, who did a lot of this work, and also made McPixel. Cool. And I, I kind of knew that these were good people who were into kind of hardware hacking, and if I got them together, they'd make something excellent. Awesome. That's fantastic. I think that's pretty much it for our soundbite for Eurogamer. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I'm sorry I was late today. <laughs> no problem whatsoever.